Welcome to the Rebel Speaker Podcast, where we break the tried and true presentation rules so that you can create a speech that stands out, makes an impact, and positions you as the go-to expert. And now your host, the instigator of the presentation rebellion, Dr. Michelle Mazur. Hello and welcome to the Rebel Speaker. If you've ever thought that you were the best kept secret in the speaking industry, and if only more people knew about you and your message, you could easily book speaking gigs, then today's show is for you. I am here with Bridget Lyons, and she is the founder of B, a boutique marketing and PR agency that helps thought leaders and small businesses hone their message and reach more of the right audience. Bridget helped me get my first big PR media placement. When I worked with Bridget, I decided I would go big or go home and pitch Fast Company. And because of her guidance through that pitching process, she helped me get into Fast Company. So Bridget, thank you. I'm so glad that you're on the Rebel Speaker. Yes. Well, I love being with the fellow Rebels because I identify that way as well. So this is a super treat for me. Awesome. So to start, what is PR? Because honestly, when I talk to people about PR, they look at me like I have five heads, like why should I be doing that? So what is it and why is it important for speakers? Yeah, PR is a thing that confuses people because honestly, it means a lot of things. The definition is actually in the name. So PR stands for public relations. And all PR is, is the way an organization manages information that they send out to the public. So that sounds really jargony. Um, and you know, but I wanted to mention that because actually for a lot of larger organizations, that actually means that speaking is under the umbrella of the PR department. So when I did PR in the agencies, speaking for corporations, their executives, that was part of our job. So it's really interesting because that brings a little bit of context that speaking is actually for a lot of people part of their PR outreach. But for somebody who has speaking as a business, like, you know, that's their core business, Usually they're talking about media outreach and media relations, and that's just getting your work and your ideas out there through the media. And the reason that this is so important and valuable for speakers in particular is what PR ultimately is designed to do is to build up your reputation. So this can be everything from name recognition to what you're known for, right? That people associate your ideas or the core of your work with your name when they hear it. But it can also give you like a stamp of approval. So, you know, there's also this piece of when you're pitching yourself to opportunities or if you have to do any submissions, you can actually include some of your PR placements in there and it can add some like prestige to your outreach. So they've said like, I actually haven't heard of Michelle or Bridget or whoever, right? I haven't heard of them, but look, this person was in Fast Company. That means that they've been chosen by Fast Company as somebody who they'd like for their audience. And that just, it's almost like a recommendation or like a referral. You could think of it that way. Okay, so PR can obviously build your reputation so that you have that association with your topic and your name. So it positions you as that go-to speaker, that go-to expert that people want to hire. And then I think that prestige or credibility piece, like, yeah, I may have never heard of Bridget, but I've heard of Fast Company or I've heard of Fortune or Forbes or whatever. And that gives you that almost like a competitive edge, right? Yes, it's a total competitive advantage. So if you imagine that you're comparing two different speakers and you say, well, gosh, this one's had all this media coverage. So 
in your mind, you're thinking, you know, people might have heard of them. If you think about it from somebody who actually organizes events, you might be thinking this speaker might be a draw because they have some name recognition with our people or our people might see like they've been Forbes, they've been entrepreneur, whatever, you know, their Huffington Post contributor might say like, oh, our audience is going to want to go to their session because there's a prestige there. So that can be really valuable. And another thing related to that is that PR ultimately builds your audience. So it helps you get known to more people. Some organizations are looking at you to say, how many people can you draw with your topic? You know, if we put you on your on our program, how many people can we draw to our event? That's really what they care about, right? <laughs> ultimately. Yeah, ultimately they want to get butts and seats and the speakers are the way they do that. So if you have an audience, if you have these prestige markers, it shows them like, oh, this person can actually help us fill our event. Exactly. So if they're comparing you to people, all things being equal, the one that has PR is probably going to win against the one that doesn't for all these reasons. And I think that's the important point that it is important because if there are a lot of speakers, it's a competitive industry. So if you have that PR advantage, you're more likely to get booked. Exactly. As a side note, I realized one of my clients emailed me over the weekend and she was like, Michelle, I just landed a paid speaking gig. And it was through a placement in Mind Body Green. They saw her article, mm -hmm. they read it, they loved it, they reached out to her and she booked a paid speaking gig. I think that's probably more rare. Yeah. Although I know we want to talk about this later, but when we look at um, what kind of PR you're doing, often I look at the audience. Mm -hmm. There can be kind of two different goals for audience. One of them can be who's the target audience for your speech, but another one can be what's the media that the people who are booking the gigs, what media are they looking at? So it can be trade media or industry media. If you can get into that head, that can actually help you make that happen more frequently. Yeah. I love that. Bridget, don't I need to be famous to get media attention? <laughs> Absolutely not. That is actually, um, I wouldn't say that's the reverse of the case, but you know, you can use media attention again to bolster up your reputation. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people come to me and say things like, well, I'm going to get PR after and then after will be like, after I redo my website or after I book some gigs first or after I've made my first, you know, million or six figures or whatever that number is, right, that they have in their head. And PR can really help you get there. The challenge is, is that PR won't immediately like bring in revenue. And so that's a thing you want to think about, like what are those immediate goals you have? But it's something that you can do for free and it's something that takes time to build. So I always think that it's best to start PR as soon as you're able and you can start doing it in as little as like two hours a week. Doing your own PR programming can make huge results. And so I think the sooner you do it, the more famous you're going to get and faster. Yeah, because one of my clients actually asked me last week during a session, like, when should I start adding PR to build out her speaking business? You know, she's done a lot of speaking, but she's at the beginning of this new venture. We're working on her messaging. The sooner you start doing it, you're going to build your credibility because it is like a long-term play. Like speaking is a long-term strategic play. And I feel like PR accompanies that on that journey. Yeah. And you know, you talk about messaging. So um, one of the things too is 
when I'm pitching with somebody, I really like to think about what are the different messages we could test through the media. So the first six months of your PR program, you should always think of testing and experimentation. And so you might have all these ideas and media is a really good way to get fast feedback of how interested people are in these ideas. So you might have like three different story angles that you send to one person. Like, I think this is what we did with you with Fast Company, right? We said, here's a hook of something interesting that's happening and here's three things that I could speak to. And then you see which one they're interested in taking. And if you're weighing different topics, this can actually help you narrow it down. So I like to say like, as soon as you have sort of an idea of what your audience is and what you want your message to be, PR can actually be a way to help you refine that message as you go. That is a really good point because I know people struggle with finding what topic is marketable for them. So they could test it out via PR by doing some pitches, doing the outreach in a few hours a week and see what's really resonating. And that would probably reflect what's going to sell to meeting planners as well. Yeah, I think it all, it's all totally, because if you think of speaking in media as all being part of PR, you can see how it all feeds each other in a cycle and works together as opposed to being two opposing tracks. And I think that's a really good way for speakers to think about it. Like ultimately you're speaking for certain goals and they might be revenue goals, but they also might be like a lot of people speak because they have a message they really want to get out. Speaking is going to get you paid to do that. Maybe PR can get your message out and help you get paid more for your speaking. So they work really well together. And I think that they should go hand in hand as much as you can. That is a really good point. And the other point I love that you made is that PR can actually help you get paid more when you're in that negotiation phase with a meeting planner. So awesome. So when you're working with a speaker to establish her platform, what steps do you take? Well, there's really four things that I want to know from a speaker right off the bat. And the first one is in your question. So the very first question is like, what's your platform? Another way that I often ask is people is like, what do you want to be known for? So if somebody were to recommend you to an event planner and say, hey, I really want you, think you should book Michelle and here's what she speaks to, like what is that instant association you want people to have with your name? So I want to know what your platform is. And I do a lot of messaging work. So like you, you know, I can help people refine that, but they need to come to me with some sort of idea, right? Of what that is. <laughs> so what's your platform? And then the second question is really, what are your goals? You know, different people have different goals for their speaking careers. And it can be really important to know this. Like some people, maybe they just want to travel a lot and do the speaking circuit and that's their goal. But other people want to get book deals or they want to use speaking to build up a consulting business. And so it's really important to know what kind of goal we're reaching because those can actually change a little bit of the kind of outreach you do or the kind of placements you need. And it's important to know that. The third question is really important also. It's this, who is the audience you need to reach those goals? So we touched on this a little bit, but is your goal really to get an important message out there? Well, then your audience is the audience for your speech topic, right? Whatever you're trying to teach or impart. But if you're trying to get a book deal, you might also want to be published in places where publishers might be paying attention to. Or if you want to speak at certain venues, like different magazines, for example, put on events or they sponsor events. Mm -hmm. So why not, if you want to speak at an venue, actually try to reach out and work on the PR and media side with that magazine and get your ideas there. So when you pitch them, you can say, I was actually featured in your magazine last week. So that can really work out, right? (laughs) You already have featured me. Awesome. Right. The goals are super important. And then the last thing is what's unique about your point of view. I want to know what really lights people up, but also what is it about them that stands out? I mean, Michelle, you have this way you talk about it, which I love, which is like, what are your rants and your raves? Mm -hmm. 
I like to know the same sort of thing. I want to know what lights that fire. What are you saying that's against the conventional wisdom? That's the rebel in us, right? What are we trying to push the boundaries on and push further? Because those are the best media angles. And then once we have all of those things, so knowing your platform, your goals, your audience, and what's unique about you, we can use all of those to build a media plan that really reaches the right audience for you and puts forward the story angles or the messages that's going to make you stand out in the way you want to. It really starts with this foundation of strategy of like, where do you want to go and why? And then we build the plan to get there. So any speaker, I think, can ask these questions what you want to do is kind of build them, try to build it around what are those outlets that are reaching your target audience. What's really struck me is that you and I do very similar work. It has different outcomes in some ways, because one of the things I hammer home all the time is this idea about strategy. Like, what is it that you want to be known for? Who do you want to reach? Where are they hanging out? And where are the people who are hiring you hanging out? having those specific goals, like knowing how you're using speaking in your business and what the end goal is. Is it just to be a paid speaker? Is it to get the book deal? Like what is it that we're trying to accomplish here? And then that unique viewpoint, because I think all of those things are what help you build a successful speaking business, but it's also going to get you that media attention that supports building your speaking business. Yeah. And as you're talking, I think that there might be also strategy is important because of the mindset piece. Like both of us are involved speaking media outreach and things that are really long game kind of strategies. Also, not everybody wants to be out there and seen in that kind of way, right? Like Mm -hmm. some people like being behind the scenes. And I think that when you're going out there and actually doing the work, it can really help you to know why you're doing it, what results you're trying to achieve so that you can kind of keep your eyes on that prize and keep going. Because otherwise, you know, you're going to get rejected, right? You're going to send out a pitch to reporters and they're not going to respond. I see with really well-crafted pitches and positionings and really targeted lists, like a 20% success rate. So it means 80% of your emails, you probably won't ever receive a response from. And if you know that and you say like, okay, well, this is why I'm doing it and this is important enough to me to keep doing it, then I think that's important too. But like, that's why I tell people two hours a week, you know, if you are a speaker and you're like, I want to get started, I'd say just spend every single week, pick a day, you know, so say Monday morning, I'm going to every week figure out what's a media outlet that's reaching my audience, what are they speaking to, and send somebody there a pitch. So you could pitch yourself to write an article or you can pitch yourself to somebody who regularly writes about your topic. And if every single week you send out a pitch, by the end of the year, that's 52 pitches. And so you can get a huge response and a huge amount done in that time. Or let's say you take off four weeks in the year, you know, it's still 48 pitches. And it doesn't have to take more than one or two hours a week to do that. So you can have insane results, but you need the tenacity to keep going. And I think tenacity, part of that is knowing why you're doing it. Yeah, because I know that that's always the tricky part is not hearing anything. I'd rather get rejected than not hear anything at all. Like you can (laughs) tell me too, right? But that black hole. And so, yeah, you have to have that tenacity to get through. Yeah. So my final question for you, are all media outlets created equally? No, although this is sort of a complicated question because what works for one person won't necessarily work for another. So you mentioned Mind Body Green, and I've worked with them for clients a lot. And I had one client, this was actually more about an audience building thing than a speaking thing, but she did a contribution in Mind Body Green 
and she got a thousand leads for her program. A thousand wow. leads from one contribution to Mind Body Green. But I've worked with other clients who've gotten like five, I'm talking about leads, like people in her email, right? Like sign up. But I've gotten other people who've gotten like five visitors to their websites from contributions of Mind Body Green. So they are not all created equal. And this is why I really encourage testing to figure it out. But ultimately, what you want to think about is what's that message match to the media outlet? So that's a way to think it through. Like, is your audience reading that media outlet? Are they or watching that program or what have you? Are they covering your topic? And so a lot of people think that you want to go into the media with something kind of unusual, but really you want to fit within what they're doing editorially and then offer a spin on that topic. And so Michelle, you're a perfect example. When we went to Fast Company, you were like, I hate everything they write about speaking. Remember that? I do remember that. I was like, oh, all their articles suck. You're like, this is terrible and I don't want to be associated with this. And I said, that's perfect. They talk about speaking. So now we can go in there and tell them why they all suck in a nice way, right? Like, <laughs> what's the better way? And so when you can find that kind of match where it's like they're already talking about the topic, but you have something fresh to offer. That's where that like rants can really come in handy. Then you've usually found a really good match for your message there, but they're not all equal. And to me, it, it isn't even always about size. It's really about audience. You know, the most prestigious media outlet like won't matter for you if your audience isn't hanging out there. And so it really matters to look at the media outlets, not from your perspective of what you want, but from your audience perspective of what they're looking for. That totally makes sense. It all, everything goes back to the audience and what they want and where they are hanging out and where you're going to be seen by the right people. Mm-hmm. So Bridget, tell us where we can find you online. Yeah, well, I'm Bridget Lyons everywhere. I know it's hard to spell, so I hope you We'll hook it up in the show notes. Hook up in the show notes. It's Bridget, like the French way, like Bridget Bardot. I'm Bridget Lyons my website is bridgetlyons.com. And if you go to bridgetlyons.com forward slash rebel positioning, one word, you can get a nice little download that can help you clarify some of these questions we talked about. You know, what do you want to be known for? Where's your audience hanging out? Who's your audience? There's, I have a little email series that takes you through that. Oh, that is awesome. I encourage you, if you are launching your speaking business, you want PR, go download Bridget's email series because she's magical. She's magical and she is really good and excellent at what she does. So thank you so much. This has been an awesome interview with so many actionable insights. Thank you, Michelle. It was so fun talking to you today. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Rebel Speaker Podcast. If you're loving this show, please rate and review it on iTunes. It is the best way for speakers like you to find out about us. And you can learn more about Communication Rebels coaching and consulting services that help business owners and speakers make a bigger impact with their message while building a speaking business on their own terms at drmichellemazur.com.